Hi, you're listening to a Cornerstone City Church podcast. This month we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Within this time we'll meet on Wednesday the 8th, 15th and 22nd to pray and worship together. We'd love you to join us in doing this. We also have our vision night on Wednesday the 29th of January. For more info, go to our website. It's just fantastic to be with you and fantastic to get to worship with you as well. It's a real privilege for us to to be here tonight. Uh, So thank you for the invitation and already so encouraging because um, our topic tonight is the prophetic gift, and we've actually you've actually already demonstrated what that looks like, both in the worship as we were led in worship, and we heard those prophetic songs being sung out, and then these stories that people have shared with us about you know God speaking to them, giving them um, words for people. And even specifically when, when, you know, God says it's someone in a yellow jacket and you'll find them here, we call that a word of knowledge, something you couldn't know, only the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. And so you've already had demonstrated to you what we're talking about tonight. I think um, I remember very vividly the first time I heard someone give a prophetic word. Um, I was listening and I was thinking you know, I know they're not praying and I don't think they're the speaker and they seem to be talking like it's God talking to us. And you pull us some side going, what do you think that is? <laughs> and we really had no idea. And what really threw me was it was a woman who was giving it. <laughs> and with my, I came from a very conservative evangelical background, so that was really weird. Um, so I, that really you know, stands out and made such an impact on me. And, um, you know, as the Holy Spirit invaded our lives and we started to learn about the gifts of the Spirit, um, I suppose it was the prophetic particularly that just resonated in my heart because I find it so amazing that we are in relationship with a God who still speaks today. And to be honest, you know, that was many, many years ago now, but I never want to lose the wonder of that. I never want to lose my excitement about that. Um, I, I was brought up believing that God only spoke to us through his word. And I still absolutely firmly believe that God speaks to us through his word. But I really believe as well that the Holy Spirit is a creative spirit. And he speaks to us in so many, many wonderful, wonderful ways. Actually, David Watson, who was an Anglican minister who was very um, instrumental at the beginning of the sort of 60s, 70s charismatic movement, he said this, God did not finish speaking to us when the scriptures were completed. God is the living God. He is the God of today and every day. He wants us to enjoy a living relationship with him involving a two-way conversation. And I suppose if we're, we're going to think about prophecy tonight, we need to give a certain explanation as to what it is. It is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the gifts that's listed in the New Testament as when the Holy Spirit comes and, um, and he fills our lives, he comes with his gifts. 
He distributes gifts as he chooses in the body of Christ. And prophecy is one of those gifts that he distributes. And so a simple explanation, it's not a, a complete or full explanation, but a simple explanation is that it's prophecy is one of the ways that God speaks to men and women. And he speaks through the words of a person inspired by the Holy Spirit in order to communicate what's on his heart. The word can bring direction, it can give comfort, it can challenge us, it can pour in strength and courage, and a word can be for an individual or for a group of people. Now that's just a simple explanation as to what the prophetic gift is all about. And I do want to read just the first few verses in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 14 probably gives the most um, comprehensive view of the gift of prophecy in the New Testament. It's worth reading the whole chapter. I'm not going to take time to do that tonight. But this is what Paul says to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 14. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. You know, that's a verse that we really need to take on board. It, it fully explains to us what the gift is all about. It says, if you prophesy, you speak to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Can I just say, if a prophetic word doesn't strengthen, doesn't comfort, doesn't encourage, then it must be something, but it's not prophetic. So we've got to keep this in our mind when we are sharing what we feel God is saying with one another. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Eagerly desire, it says in verse one, gifts of the spirit, especially prophecy. So I think we're on firm ground tonight when we are stirring up a desire in our hearts that we would hear from God in a way that he would impart something to us that is on his heart for someone else and that we could share that with them in a way that would encourage them, in a way that would comfort them, in a way that would strengthen them. And it's, it's that God speaks to us. I mean, his word is truth. This word, God does speak to us from his word. His word is true. But I think with the prophetic word, what's, what happens is that what is contained in the whole of God's word, the whole of God's truth, the Holy Spirit takes it and turns it into a now word for us. You know, it's like, that's what I needed to hear. That's when, Andrew, you know, when you were talking to that young guy, he's going, oh, you know, you've got a problem with a, with a teacher. That's me. You know, it was, he knew that that was, that was him. And, and so sometimes the prophetic word, you know, you might listen in and hear someone give a prophetic word to someone and go, well, sure, that's true for everybody all the time. But it's because that's what they need to hear at that particular moment in, in their lives. You know what it's like when you're reading scripture. You know, if you're reading the word of God and suddenly you read a verse and you go, oh, 
Father, I just needed to read that today. That sort of speaks to my heart, speaks into the circumstances I'm facing right now. And that's why I'd say that if you do earnestly and eagerly desire to prophesy, you do need to love God's word. You need to know God's word. You need to get into God's word and have it in your heart. I always say the prophetic is not an idle thought roaming through an empty brain. You have to fill your brain with the word of God and then you give the Holy Spirit something to work with um, so that as you take this word and you hold it in your heart and you meditate on it, meditation um, is, is, someone has called it the digestive faculty of the soul, that you take something from God's word and you chew over it and you let it feed your heart. But as you feed your own heart, I find that what happens is you carry that with you and then maybe you meet someone, you're talking with someone and the Holy Spirit says, you know that thing that you read, that thing that you know spoke to your heart, share it with that person because they need to hear that today. And, um, and so even like this weekend, one of the verses that really God really encouraged me with, I'm reading Hebrews at the minute. And, um, and so over the weekend I read in Hebrews chapter, let me get it right, chapter four, the last verse, it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us approach God's throne with confidence. And I have personally found God just encouraging my heart and strengthening me as I've read that verse. Um, but, you know, as I'm carrying it in my heart, um, I just feel like tonight the Lord wants to offer that verse to you, this lady in the green coat, to approach God's throne with confidence. He says, you know, you don't have to look to the person the right or the left of you because you maybe think that God will hear their voice more than he'll hear your voice. God says, I hear your voice. In fact, I love your voice. And there are some things that are going on at the minute that you need help with. And the Lord says, I can give you all the help that you need. Um, and that he, he wants to build up your confidence to know that when you speak to him and it doesn't have, it just, he says, just talk to me. Just talk to me. Just the way you talk to a friend. Just talk to me. I feel like God wants to build up your confidence to know that when you speak to him, he hears. And that he says at the minute, you do need help and you need strength and I'm the one that can give it to you. So you come. You come with confidence and I'll pour it into you. And so I would encourage you that as you store up God's word in your heart, um, and, and that's why it is important to do it on a daily basis. You don't have to spend an hour reading, but just take a little snippet from God's word and carry it with you. And then allow the Lord to prompt you if it's for someone. You know, I, personally, when it comes to the prophetic, I need a context. That's why I say it's not an idle thought walking through an empty brain. I need something like a springboard to work from. So if I have been meditating on God's word and thinking about God's word, that helps me. If I'm talking with someone or sharing, I don't, if it's somebody who's not a Christian, I don't have to say this is in the Bible. I can just use the thought that's in the verse to be able to communicate to them something of what's on God's heart. And so I think when it comes to 
learning how to use the gift. And obviously in Cornerstone, you know, this is part of your culture. This is part of who you are as a people. So this isn't strange to any of you, but I do think that sometimes we have a bit of an elitist attitude when it comes to the prophetic. You know, we think that people who really prophesy maybe hover, you know, six inches off the ground and are super spiritual and, uh, you know, aren't just like the norm. But Paul says in this, in this chapter, you all can prophesy. He talks about prophesying in turn. This is not an elitist sport. This is for all of us because to me, the prophetic is based on the fact that as David Watson says, we're in relationship with the God who speaks. It's a two-way conversation. To me, it's basic discipleship. You know, if you come to Jesus, what do we teach people? Now you're in relationship with the Father. You can talk to the Father. He will talk to you. That's basic discipleship. You read, your, you read the word of God. God will speak to you from his word. And so therefore, if we believe in a God who speaks, then if he's speaking to us and he's feeding our hearts and souls, the prophetic is basically just taking that a step on and saying, Lord, I'm hearing your voice speaking to me. And if you're speaking to me, then I can hear your voice to hear a word from your heart for someone else that I can share. And most people just need to build their confidence up that they have ears and that God will speak to them. You know, I think a lot of Christians hear God, but they actually um, lack confidence in what they're hearing. And what people say is, you know, well, how do you know it's God? You know, how can you know it's God? Well, if you're a Christian and the Spirit of God lives in you and you're saying like little Samuel said, you know, speak Lord because I'm listening, you can trust that the things that are coming into your mind and heart are from the Lord. And, and like these guys, you do have to take a risk. You know, it wasn't easy to walk up to that group of guys, you know, even though you'd felt you'd heard about the yellow coat, that wasn't an easy thing to do. Yeah, you, you have to sort of take the risk and you have to step out um, and 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 see what God does. I mean, like even tonight we went into the prayer prayer meeting, and so here I'm stepping out. I I don't know if there's anybody in the room. Anybody called Anthony or Tony? Tony, Anthony. Not tonight, but you know that, that was in my heart as I stepped into the room. I thought, you know, there's something God wants to say to an Anthony or a Tony. And uh, so I'll hold that in my heart um, and I'll hold it for this week and say, Lord, if Anthony or Tony is out there, I want to meet him and uh, bring him across my path so that I can share something. And even going into the room as well, John, we hadn't met before. You were in the prayer meeting and during the worship tonight, I looked over and I saw you and I felt like, you know, I, I saw like Joseph's coat on you, um, that God had given you Joseph's coat. And, it, it, you know I, know, I know there's different interpretations of it, but we often think of it as multicolored, a multicolored coat. And I felt like the Lord was saying that in this season, he has put you in a position where he really wants you to listen carefully as to what your priorities are. I felt that the multicolored coat talked about that there were many things that you could give yourself to, that there were many things that you were gifted in and could, in fact, sometimes maybe you think I'm a jack of all trades and master of none, 
but that there were many things that you could give your time to. But I just felt like the Lord was saying, it's really important in this season that you take a bit of time and you see where your priorities lie because it's 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 almost like God is sharpening some things in you. And he says, if you give yourselves to the, to the thing that, I f that he feels is a priority for you at the moment, you will see a sharpening and you will see a speeding up and a moving forward. And I felt too that linked to that was Joseph was a man who learned how to use resources well. And I think that not only will you learn how to use the resources God has given you well, but I think it's part of what you bring to the team, that God has got something for you to say into the whole area of resources and how to use them well um, in order to benefit many. So, you know, those are the sort of things that if you're just saying, Lord, speak, and I'm listening, God can drop things into your mind and heart. And you have to trust then that the Holy Spirit is speaking and you have to take a risk. You have to go, is there an Anthony here? And if Anthony's not here, that's, that's okay. Um, but, but unless we actually take the risk, we're never going to know. And so I would encourage you to do that. And for me, I think the prophetic and hearing God's voice is based, is, is based on three simple things. <coughs> it's based on the fact that we are in relationship with a God who speaks. He's our father. <coughs> Paul, there's just that drink underneath the table there. <coughs> He's my beautiful assistant. And I think that takes the pressure off. We make it about us. Am I spiritual enough? Can I hear from the Lord? You know, am I good enough to hear from the Lord? It's not about us. We're in relationship with the God who speaks. He's very good at it. He, he spoke and he brought the world into being. Right through scripture, we see the God who speaks, who communicates. And so I think if you if you feel under pressure with regard to this, let the Lord lift that pressure off you because he knows you and he will speak to you in a way that you will be able to discern and hear and understand. It won't be exactly the same for every person. He's a creative God. So he will speak to you in a way that resonates with your heart. And, and so for me, understanding that every Christian can hear the voice of God. What did Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. And, and he said, he who belongs to God, it says this in, I think it's John 4, he who belongs to God hears what God says. So he speaks and he will speak to you according to your personality and your giftings and your abilities and, and he will, it, it will resonate with your heart. So let, let the Lord take the pressure off you. It's not about you. He will speak. It's, we are in relationship with the God who speaks. But then it is about our identity. It is about the fact that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, that you're a child of God. And I always say this when I'm talking about the prophetic, when my first, we four girls, four daughters, all grown up, nine grandchildren, grannies always like to boast about their grandchildren. And when Deborah, my eldest, was born and she was put in my arms, I didn't look at her and go, hello, Deborah, I'm your mommy. You don't understand a word I'm saying, so until you do, I won't be talking to you. <laughs> you know, I talk 
her from the minute she drew breath. I probably talked to her before she drew breath. Um, so it's not a question even of Christian maturity. It's a question of when we belong to him and we are his sheep, we will hear his voice. It's a promise from scripture. And so I always say, if you can say, bah, you can hear from God. <laughs> Jesus didn't set the bar that high. Sheep, I don't think, are that clever. Well, a shepherd told me once I was really misrepresenting sheep and they were cleverer than I thought. But nevertheless, I don't think they're that bright. Um, but so it is about who you are. It is about your identity. It is about that you're a child of God. And no matter if you're the youngest Christian in this room tonight, you will be able to hear from the Lord because it's part of who you are. It's born into you. Um, so it's God who speaks it's our identity. But crucially, I think a third aspect of this, and this is interesting in light of the testimonies we heard tonight, I think it's about expectation. When somebody says, well, God spoke to me, what sort of expectation does that set up in your mind and in your heart? You know, I think the, a good thing to do is to get around the Andrews of this world. It's to get around the, the people who shared stories tonight about, you know, I felt the Lord said this and I did that and asked them a hundred questions. Well, how did you hear? What did, what did that feel like? You know, how did you come to that conclusion? I would say if you want to learn to be prophetic, you have to be a bit nosy. And so just ask people questions. And even in your relationships with each other, like talk honestly to each other. Um, because in our types of churches, we use these phrases very readily. You know, the God said, and I heard God saying this, and you know, some people even hear God telling them whether to eat porridge or Weetabix for their breakfast. Personally, I don't. I don't think he cares. Um, but you know, some people do. Although I did hear somebody say once, do not be intimidated by rampant God hearers. Um, they can be very intimidating. There's some people that you feel like, you know, God actually, you know, is turn right, turn left, straight ahead, whatever. It's not like that for me, but some people find it that way. So what I'm saying is we set up expectations. When I started to hear people talk like this, I absolutely thought, you know, they had a red hot telephone line to the Lord and he spoke as clearly as this and there was no doubt about it and that was just how it was. These days, you know, they've got God's email address or whatever and it's all downloaded and there's no doubt. So I had to start to ask people when they said God spoke, God said, God. And ask, what, is that, what is that like for you? What does that sound like for you? How did you come to that conclusion? For me, honestly, it's the tiniest impression. It's just a little whisper. It doesn't come with huge clarity. It is scary. You know, you, you just have a small impression that this might be what the Lord is saying. And, and you step out, and Romans talks about prophesy according to your faith. It says just step out with that tiny impression. And trust me that if you step out, I will, I love the verse in the Psalms that says, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. So I would say to you, be careful about expectations. Be careful about what you think that might look like. I mean, even as people share these amazing words, I remember when we were learning in the beginning about words of knowledge and, you know, God 
giving you information about things that you couldn't know on your own. We went to a conference in England um, and it was by, run by the Vineyard Churches um, that John, John Wimber um, was the, the leader of in those days and he was teaching and he had amazing stories and I'd never heard stories like, even like the stories you, you guys shared tonight, I hadn't heard stories like that before. You know, he would talk about being on an airplane and someone was walking down the aisle and he saw a word printed on their head and they, that person sat right beside him and then he got into conversation and he brought up the word and you know, the person burst into tears and he led them to Jesus and I'm going, what? You know, I was completely amazed at the stories he told. Well, I got back to Belfast and I was going into town in the bus and so I thought, well, maybe I could have a word of knowledge. I, I like to try that. So I'm sure people thought I was lost my mind because at, each, at the bus stop, every time anybody got on, I'm going... So I got right into town, no words on anybody's head. And I got off the bus. I said, Lord, I'm so disappointed. I was so ready to get a word of knowledge. And I did feel like the Lord said to me, Priscilla, what would you have done with it if I'd given you one? I said, well, no, that was a wee practice run, Lord. <laughs> I wasn't going to do anything with it. And, you know, that's why I learned the lesson, because you guys followed through. You, you guys followed through with what the Lord was saying to you. And, and I realized, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not ornaments or jewelry to wear to make you look good. That's not what they're for. Corinthians tells us they're to build up the body of Christ. And so they're given to us as tools to get a job done. That's what they're for. They're tools for your toolbox. If you step out and you're in a situation where you need those gifts of the Spirit, God will pour those gifts of the Spirit into you. He will give you tools to get the job done. And for this lady here, I just feel like the Lord is saying, you know, that he is... In, at this time, he's filling up your toolbox. He's wanting to teach you more about the gifts of the Spirit. Not just prophecy, but I think there are other gifts that he wants to teach you about. But more than that, I feel like while he's teaching you and he's putting tools in your toolbox, part of the calling of God in your life is that you're going to help others learn how to use those gifts of the Spirit. I can see you taking tools out of the box and giving them away to others. So it's more than just, I'm teaching you. I feel like part of what God is gonna do in your life is that you're gonna train others how to use, you give the, you'll give the tools away so that they can use the tools as well. And, um, and so let's remember that that's what it's about. It's tools to get the job done. And we're nearly out of time. And like I could talk for Ireland, so I could keep you here to midnight, but I won't do that, I promise. Because I honestly think there isn't much point in talking about these things unless you get a wee chance to do it. And now some of you are champing at the bit and going, let me at them. And some of you are going, oh God, no, don't make me do it. But this is going to be a really simple little exercise that I want you to do before we finish tonight. Because I would love for each person, I mean, I think, Greg, you prayed it at the very beginning, you know, for each person to be touched. And this is a great way. And I've also been really impressed by Hebrews where I've, I've been reading it and it says, encourage one another daily. 
daily, not just every now and again, daily that we're supposed to encourage one another. And this gift is the most precious gift of encouragement. Um, and so therefore tonight, each person can go home encouraged. And this is what I want you to do. As we finish tonight, I want you to get into groups of three. We'll not leave anybody out. I mean, if there's a four, that's okay. But if you want to get home tonight, go into groups of three. And I want you to pray over each person in the three. And I'm going to give you a context. Because I said at the beginning that a prophetic word is sharing what's on God's heart for the person. It's not about flattering them. It's, it's not about, I think you're great. You know, it's, it's, it's hearing God's heart for the person. And so I want you to think tonight <coughs> about some aspect of the character of God that you feel that at the beginning of this year, God wants the person that you're praying for to experience in a fresh new way. So think about the aspects of the character of God that you know he's loving. He is the God of all comfort. He is generous. He's merciful. He's good. You can think of so many. He's forgiving. You can think of so many aspects of his character. And we're going to pray when you get into your groups of three. And I'm just going to pray, Lord, just still our hearts to hear your still small voice. And I would encourage you, go with the first thought that comes into your mind. So if you think, God, you're good. Then if you're praying for that for the person, just go, I just feel like God wants to reveal his goodness to you in a new way. That he is going to show you that he is a God who can meet your needs more abundantly than you can ask or think. That this is a season where he says, I believe that he is a good father to you and that he's not withholding anything from you. He's not holding anything back. He just wants to pour into you in a fresh new way. And, and that he wants to meet needs, that there's some needs that he sees at the minute and he wants to meet those needs. You're going to experience God's goodness in your life at the beginning of this year in a whole fresh new way. And so whatever aspect of the character of God comes to mind, then just trust that as you begin to pray for the person that, that the Holy Spirit will personalize it for, for that person as you pray. So it's an aspect of the character of God. So if there's three in a group and two of you are praying, you know, you'll get two aspects of God's character each. And it will take a little bit of time, I would imagine. So you're going to be over time but I couldn't let you go without doing something. So we're going to get into groups of three. It's a, don't be like most Christians. It's, you know, it's not that hard to get into groups of three. Like, don't take all night about it. I would suggest as well, don't go with your husband or wife, you know. Go with, go, or your best, or your bestest friend in the entire universe. You know, just mix it up a wee tiny bit, but do go in groups of three and pray God's character over each other, prophetically.